Letter twenty three of Clarissa, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlow, or the History of a Young Lady, Volume One by Samuel Richardson. Letter twenty three. Miss Clarissa Harlow to Miss Howe, Monday morning, March the 6th. They are resolved to break my heart. My poor Hannah is discharged, disgracefully discharged. Thus it was. Within half an hour after I had sent the poor girl down for my breakfast, that bold creature Betty Barnes, my sister's confidant and servant, if a favourite maid and confidant can be deemed a servant, came up. "'What, miss, will you please have for breakfast?' I was surprised. "'What will I have for breakfast, Betty? How? What? How comes it?' Then I named Hannah. I could not tell what to say. "'Don't be surprised, miss, but you'll see Hannah no more in this house.' "'God forbid!' Is any harm come to Hannah? What? What is the matter with Hannah? Why, miss, the short and the long of it is this. Your papa and mamma think Hannah has stayed long enough in the house to do mischief, and so she is ordered to troop. That was the confident creature's word. And I am directed to wait upon you in her stead. I burst into tears. I have no service for you, Betty Barnes, none at all. But where is Hannah? Cannot I speak with the poor girl? I owe her half a year's wages. May I not see the honest creature and pay her her wages? I may never see her again, perhaps, for they are resolved to break my heart. And they think you are resolved to break theirs. So tit for tat, miss. Impertinent, I called her and asked her if it were upon such confident terms that her service was to begin. I was so very earnest to see the poor maid, that, to oblige me, as she has said, she went down with my request. The worthy creature was as earnest to see me, and the favour was granted in presence of Shorey and Betty. I thanked her, when she came up, for her past service to me. Her heart was ready to break, and she began to vindicate her fidelity and love, and disclaimed any mischief she had ever made. I told her that those who occasioned her being turned out of my service made no question of her integrity, that her dismission was intended for an indignity to me, that I was very sorry to be obliged to part with her, and hoped she would meet with as good a service. Never, never! wringing her hands, should she meet with a mistress she loved so well. And the poor creature ran on in my praises, and in professions of love to me. We are all apt, you know, my dear, to praise our benefactors, because they are our benefactors, as if everybody did right or wrong, as they obliged or disobliged us. But this good creature deserved to be kindly treated, so I could have no merit in favouring one whom it would have been ungrateful not to distinguish. I gave her a little linen, some laces, and other odd things, 
and instead of four pounds which were due to her, ten guineas, and said, If I were ever again allowed to be my own mistress, I would think of her in the first place. Betty enviously whispered Shorey upon it. Hannah told me, before their faces, having no other opportunity, that she had been examined about letters to me and from me, and that she had given her pockets to Miss Harlow, who looked into them and put her fingers in her stays to satisfy herself that she had not any. She gave me an account of the number of my pheasants and bantams, and I said, they should be my own care twice or thrice a day. We wept over each other at parting. The girl prayed for all the family. To have so good a servant so disgracefully dismissed is very cruel, and I could not help saying that those methods might break my heart, but not any other way answered the end of the authors of my disgraces. Betty, with a very saucy fleer, said to Shorey, There would be a trial of skill about that, she fancied. But I took no notice of it. If this wench thinks that I have robbed her young mistress of a lover, as you say she has given out, she may believe that it is some degree of merit in herself to be impertinent to me. Thus I have been forced to part with my faithful Hannah. If you can command me the good creature to a place worthy of her, pray, do for my sake. End of letter 23 Recording by Ben Dutton, Lampeter, Wales